I looked for escort services in my community and I'd like seek them out and I made an appointment and I went to an interview. I actually trafficked myself. Real life starts now. This is Real Life Radio Show with On Lay. I felt alone. I felt lost. I felt scared. Real stories. I was so desperate in living such a dark and callous life. Real people. I was thinking there was no purpose for my life. There was no reason for me to be here. Real problems. I told my dad, if you try to take these drugs, I'm going to kill you. One solution. God. Hope is a person, and his name is Jesus. And now your host, On Lay. Hi, this is Evangelist On Lay. Welcome to the Real Life Radio Show, where we're going to talk to real people who had real problems but found answers in a real God. Today, we're going to talk about the concept of rebellion in our culture and the world today. Now, rebellion, at least in America, is something that is celebrated. America was birthed from rebellion, freedom, from rules or oppression, so we celebrate that. But does that concept work in the home? We often see it as normal or healthy. But when does rebellion get out of control? Today, we will have Samantha Doucette, who grew up in a family with a lot of rules. She wanted to rebel and try something different in her life. She became a prostitute. She's going to tell us how that went for her, as today, she has left that industry and has become a Christian. Let's hear her story. Samantha, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Samantha, it is great having you with us. And I understand that your upbringing was just a normal life, even going to church in your youth. But then as a teenager, you kind of went buck wild to get out of all the rules. Yeah, and I would almost say that's an understatement. (laughs) My poor mother just couldn't control me anymore Mm -hmm. to the point where I spent time in group homes. It started all back then just kind of doing what I felt like doing, being who I wanted to be and kind of just going against the grain and going against the rules of life. Mm, Wow. So it sounds like you had a whole life philosophy of going against the grain. What made you rebel? Did you just feel like there were too many rules at home? No, I think at the time, I just didn't want to be controlled. I think that, you know, I got the label of troubled youth pretty early, but in my head, I was just misunderstood. Mm -hmm. You know, like I just didn't want to have the rules and come home on time and do all the things that little kids do. I mean, I'm talking 13, 14, 15 years old here, right? So I guess it was just at that time in my life, I just didn't feel like listening and didn't value my mother's rules or how she tried to parent me. Mm, So not listening to the rules. I understand you had a child at 18. And then when you had your second child, you were driven to a point where you needed money. How did this become the moment where you got into the sex industry? Well, being on government funding just wasn't cutting it. And although people on social assistance are encouraged to work and attend school, I was only allowed to keep 200 extra dollars a month. So like that really wasn't that attractive. Hmm. So I started looking for ways to make some extra cash on the side, you know, something with no set schedules or something I could do a couple of days a week. So I could just make extra money and have some extras like more groceries, take kids out to movies. I was just really sick of being broke and going to work all day for a little bit of money just didn't seem like it was going to be a good fit. Wow. So you were in a place of discontentment over your financial situation. Then how did it work? Like, did someone just come up to you and offer the idea of working as a prostitute? Or did someone coerce you into doing it by blackmail or something? Like, how did that happen? Yeah, it's kind of funny when you think about it. Like, I'm not one of the stories, thank goodness, of somebody who was a small child lured into the sex trade. I actually trafficked myself. Mm-hmm. Like, I looked for escort services in my community, and I'd, like, seek them out, and I made an appointment, and I went to an interview. And that's how it all started. Oh, my gosh. So you sought this out. But I'm sure this must have been pretty uncomfortable. 
Tell me about what happened the first time you engaged into prostitution. Well, I remember the first time, like when I went for that interview, it was really awkward. I felt really embarrassed and I was sweaty and I just didn't know how I was going to do it. It was like my first time and I didn't know what I was going to do to make it through it. But at the end of it, it was easy. Hmm. And I kind of crossed the boundary of no return. You know what I mean? And it was so easy that instead of going back the second day, I just decided that I was just going to work for myself. And I was going to cut out the middleman and start my own out-service company. And it was literally as easy as an ad in a newspaper and a burner phone. And that was the beginning of it. Like, now I was a prostitute. I was in charge of myself. In my mind, of course, I didn't like doing the act. But in my mind, I was in control of where I went, when I went, how much money I charged. I was in control of my schedule. For some reason, in my mind, that made it all okay. Like, I was the one in charge of it. Hmm. Interesting. It's like you were given this idea that you were in control, that you could map out your own destiny by doing this. But did you have any reservations while doing this, like maybe concern for diseases, getting pregnant, or other risks involved with prostituting oneself? Well, it's pretty funny, actually, that you asked that because, um, no, at the time, like most people who called just wanted someone to hang out with or drink with or get high with. And that's kind of where the drugs had started for me. Really had no incidents. Like some weird things happened when I was like a little creeped out at times, but nothing really scared me or had me second guessing. And it never really crossed my mind that I would get diseases or that I would get robbed or beat up or even that I actually might die until this one night when it all changed to me. I was called to a local motel. Everything seemed normal as usual. We were like sitting around having a couple drinks. He was using, but there wasn't enough for me. I was okay with that. Mm. Using what, Samantha? Tell us about that. So using, like, depending on who you're with and what they use, like, I would be party to anything, right? So if they were doing cocaine, I would do cocaine with them. If they were doing mescaline, I would do mescaline with them. But this particular individual at the time, I assume he was smoking crack because he was using a pipe. I didn't really know at the time, and he said there was none for me. But just any drugs or alcohol that were handed to me or offered to me, I would also use with the client. Oh, wow. So that's how that works. So it's like getting paid and getting the drugs for free. Were you previously into drug use? You know, I started dabbling in drugs in high school, just like acid and like mushrooms and weed and things like that. So trying new drugs really wasn't something that I was afraid to do. It's something I did often just for fun. But in these situations, I think it kind of made it a lot easier to be that person that they expected you to be or to put on your social mask if you were like included in what they were doing. Because really at the time, I looked at it as they were basically paying me to spend time with them and to hang out with them and to do whatever they wanted to do. So they wanted to do a line of cocaine, then whatever, right? I would do a line. I know it sounds crazy now, but at the time, it just seemed completely normal. Oh, wow. Back to the moment where you're with this guy, you're not doing as much drugs as he is, and something happens that changes your life. Like what happened with this client? So it started off normal. We were just like hanging out. Suddenly he got very agitated and started pacing the floor and like yelling, like looking out the window and stomping around. And I was sitting at the table at the time. It was like a little motel room, you know, with the table and the chairs and the bed. And he picked me up and he pushed me onto the bed and he put his hands around my throat and he started just squeezing tighter and tighter. He was strangling me. Oh my gosh. And I remember I was just fighting back and I was like thrashing my body, trying to hit him and get his eyes as anything I could do to get him off me. And he let go of my throat to grab my forearms so he could pull me down. 
And I really don't know where the strength come from with his full body weight on my chest, but I managed to buck him off onto the floor. And I remember I like rolled off and jumped onto the other side of the bed and I stood there and I was just trying to figure out how I was going to get out of here because the door was beside him. And so was my purse and so was my phone and so was my shoes. Everything was over there on that side of the bed. So he got up anyway in rage and he lunged over the bed at me and ended up falling and stumbling onto the floor again. So that was my chance. In the meantime, I ran around the bed and I grabbed my purse and my phone. I didn't grab my shoes or anything. I just left and I started running and he chased me and he caught me and he drug me back into the room and he raped me. Then he threw my belongings outside the door and he told me to get out and I grabbed my stuff and I just got out and I just called a taxi and I just remember in my head, that's it. I'm not doing this anymore. Like, I almost lost my life that day. That was the first and only time that I was scared for my life. Wow. Here's the truth about prostitution and the real risks. The reality of the demonic activity that happens in this industry. Gosh, you really are revealing some things here. What would you say to someone who's trying to get into this industry? Would you say it's worth it after experiencing that lifestyle? I would say definitely not. Right. It's not worth it. Your life is not worth it. Thank you so much for sharing that story with us, Samantha. How scary that must have been for you or anyone really. I understand that you've decided to leave the lifestyle of prostitution that day. Then you still needed money. So you ventured into becoming a stripper. I want to hear from you more on our next show, Samantha. Okay. Please wait a moment. I have something to talk to you about right after the break. Listen, my friend, you are in a spiritual battle, and there's a spiritual battle right now for the soul of our nation. The Bible says we overcome the power of the enemy by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimonies. And friend, I need your help spreading this show to all 50 states all across the USA, and that takes money to broadcast in each city. You can help by being a stable monthly giver of our ministry, Awakening the Nations. We are a ministry who's committed to preaching the gospel all across the world. Partner by going to AwakeningTheNations.com, and we believe America shall be saved. Real Life Radio is a ministry of Awakening the Nations, a 501c3 nonprofit organization that depends on your donations. If you would like to find out more about Awakening the Nations or make a tax-deductible donation, please visit our website at AwakeningTheNations.com or call us at 877-480-4477. That's AwakeningTheNations.com or 877-480-4477. More real life starts now. Welcome back to the show. We're going to go deeper into what you just heard. So what do you think about this? This is interesting to me, this concept Samantha was bringing up. You see, her lifestyle was revolving around the thought, I want to do what I want to do. And that is good. Well, is it? Is it really good to do whatever one wants to do and not follow the rules? I mean, she lived this concept to the max. And it seemed all so easy, all so good. I'm sure at times she was even thankful for her job, where she could just hang out with guys, do what they wanted, and get paid. All was civil, right? Why would anyone say that it was bad? But as many things are, she discovered why this was bad. Because her last situation honestly sounded like very demonic. Like it was a serious spiritual consequence and real danger that exists being in this type of situation. And imagine this. She gets victimized. She didn't tell the police. Why? Because doing so, she was already trapped because she would have to admit that she was doing illegal things already. So she could get no help when she really needed it. She was truly trapped. This reminds me of what the Lord told His chosen people when they chose to do whatever they wanted. 
It is written in Isaiah 30 verses 1, Woe to the rebellious children, says the Lord, who take counsel, but not of me, and who devise evil plans, but not of my spirit, that they may add sin to sin, who walk to go down to Egypt, and have not asked my advice, to strengthen themselves in the strength of Pharaoh, and to trust in the shadow of Egypt. Therefore the strength of Pharaoh shall be your shame, and trust in the shadow of Egypt shall be your humiliation. You see, during this time, as a nation, the children of God put their trust in another country rather than in God. And for Samantha, she put her trust in herself, really believing she could live this great life on her own and making a living, and that if she didn't consider it bad, then it wasn't bad, until it turned on her. Just like in Isaiah, he warned the children of Israel that Egypt would turn on them, and it happened that way. So rebellion always will eventually turn on yourself. And I just want to pray for the person who is saying, you know what? I'm living that life. I'm living that life of rebellion, of always trying to do what I want to do. Father God, I'm praying for that person right now, that we would be able to take a moment and say, Lord, give us the wisdom to see the end road to just living a life of just doing whatever I want to do. We repent from this, Lord. We give our lives to you. We ask, Lord God, for us to learn this lesson through Samantha's life. We ask for this in Jesus' money name. Hope you're blessed by this testimony, and I know that your life was touched. If you have a testimony to share or know someone who does and would like to share it on our show, go to AwakeningTheNations.com and click Guest Audition on the top menu. See you next time.